Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. Hope you guys are doing super well. This month is November, a little chilly outside, and uh, but it's warm in here, isn't it, in the studio today? Uh, hey, got some great content for you today, uh, but before we jump in, uh, I just want to say I hope, I hope that your fourth quarter is going well. Uh, last month, we talked about the 90-day rhythm, and I hope that you guys are pushing forward on that with your lead measures and your big rocks. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to last month's podcast. It'll be encouraging to you to try to live your life in a 90-day rhythm. Uh, so hopefully you're doing that and it's going well. I want to encourage you there. Um, yeah. And so before we jump in again today, before uh, we get into our content, um, I also just wanted to uh, let you guys know I was doing some thinking this month about why I do this podcast. Why do I take time out of my my month, my week um, to, to do this? And, uh, you know, what it comes down to is that I have a passion to help people go from where they are, from where you are, to where God wants you to be. And that's just another way of saying... Um, I, I am driven. I have a, I have a desire uh, and a passion to see, to see you maximize your potential, as Ed, Ed, Milet, Ed Milet might say, to max out. Uh, and uh, what that requires is you to break through barriers, break through limiting beliefs, break through uh, things that are holding you back, um, problems that you're having. And so that's why we're here, and I hope that's your desire as well, um, because I really, I really, uh, really want to help you to, to reach your potential. So that's why we're here today, which leads us into our content today. I want to talk for the next two months about how to break bad habits, how to break bad habits. John Dryden said this. He said, we first make our habits, and then our habits make us. So true, so true. You know, we are who we are today because of the habits that we've created in our life. We are a product of our routines and our rituals. We are the people we are today because of our habits. There's a study that came out by uh, Duke University that said 40 to 50% of our behavior on any given day is habitual. We do the same things over and over and over. And that is what a habit is. A habit is something that we do without thinking. And so what is a bad habit? Well, a bad habit is really it's, it's something that we do without thinking that's having a negative effect in our life. A negative effect. It's hurting us. It's something we, re- we repeatedly do every single day and it's, uh, it's making life difficult for ourselves. What are some bad habits? Well, let's start with some obvious ones that people struggle with. Number one, procrastination. It's a huge, huge bad habit that people have. Overeating is a bad habit. Uh, pornography is a bad habit. Alcohol, drinking too much alcohol is a bad habit. Um, some of you are like, man, I do all those. I know, a lot of people have these bad habits. Losing your temper really bad habit. Uh, Very destructive in a workplace, in a home life, with relationships, with your kids, your wife. Uh, Too much social media, being on social media media all the time, bad habit. Overspending, overspending consistently. Uh, Smoking, um, talking over people, not listening, right? Uh, video games can be a bad habit. Really can. Too much video games can really, uh, really hurt your life. Um, Having the bad habit of hooking up and and having uh you know um, you know yeah 
hooking up. You guys know what I mean by that. <laughs> um, not exercising enough. Not getting enough sleep. It's a terrible habit. Worrying too much. Worrying at all is a bad habit. Uh, too much caffeine can be a bad habit. Self-condemnation can be a habit. There's so many bad habits out there. Uh, hopefully I named a few uh, in, in that you struggle with in your life. And uh, so I want to talk today about how to overcome these uh, some of these bad habits in our life. And I want to I want to give you two big ideas uh, because if if we don't settle some of these or get rid of some of these bad habits, it really can hurt our life in the long run and and it'll stop us block us from from uh, reaching our potential. So um, the good news, here's the good news. you can stop. You can stop procrastinating. You can stop overdrinking. You can stop oversleeping. You can you can stop these things. Uh, Aristotle said this: "What lies in our power to do lies in our power not to do." Here's the truth: millions and millions of people have stopped doing the thing you struggle with. That's that gives us hope. If others here, here's why: because if others have have stopped that bad habit, then you can stop it as well. And so I want to talk to you about how, how that works. And uh, hopefully you'll take some of what you hear today and put it into practice immediately. Um, so number one, how do we stop bad habits? How do we get rid of them? We have to understand the habit loop. We have to understand the habit loop. Now, what is the habit loop? Well, if you've uh, heard of Charles Duhigg or James Clear. These guys have written two incredible books. Uh, Charles Duhigg's book is called The Power of Habit. James Clear's book is called uh, Atomic Habits. They both talk about the habit loop. And essentially the habit loop, um, it starts with a cue or a trigger, which um, leads to a routine or slash behavior, which leads to a reward. And that is a circular um, you know, system that, that works over and over and over. And all habits essentially work that way. There's a cue, there's a routine, there's a reward. Um, both good habits and bad habits. So one of the big habits in my life is drinking coffee. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad habit. It could become one if I drink too much. But what's interesting about my habit of drinking coffee is there's always there's always a cue. The cue is waking up in the morning for me, and I wake up and I'm like, okay, I need just, just a cup of coffee without even thinking about it. And then I drink that coffee, and then you know you get the reward of of the caffeine uh, jolt. And so that is a habit. I do it every single day. It's also an afternoon situation. You know, around three o'clock. 2.30 or so, um, that time of the day, the way I feel is a cue, it's a trigger, and I'll just grab a cup of coffee and um, and drink it. That's the routine. And then the reward is the little caffeine jolt for the rest of the afternoon. Now, what's interesting is that the coffee itself is actually a cue for another habit in my life, which is reading the Bible. So I will start drinking coffee, and then there's this desire and craving to open up the Bible and start reading it, uh, which in itself is a cue or trigger to pray and journal. Um, and then so I do that every single morning, and then that leads to a reward of feeling like I am close to God, I have repented of my sin, I have aligned my will with God's will, and um, it's just one gigantic uh, habit. Now, those are positive habits in my life. Well, the caffeine is probably not necessarily positive, but um, it's not necessarily detrimental. Too much could be, could be bad. Um, but that's the way habits work. 
And so bad ones, good ones, uh, they all follow that same exact pattern. So let's say, for example, you have a really bad habit. I talked about uh, coffee and Bible reading and journaling and stuff, but let's say you have the bad habit of too much social media, too much social media, and here's what's happening. It's causing you to be envious, jealous. Um, It's causing you to uh, lose time with your family, waste time, not getting your work done. You're distracted. Um, You're looking at social media so much that you're discontent with your own life. You're angry at what what people are saying. And it's just a terrible, terrible habit for you, you know. Um, And so you want to stop, but you can't because it's a habit. And habits are something that you do without thinking, and they're having a negative, uh, a negative effect in your life. So, how would we go about using or understanding the habit loop to break that bad habit? Well, here, here's how it would work. Uh, the cue in the habit is is the trigger. So, what happens is there's 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 some time in the day where you something happens, uh, a time of the day, a place where you are triggered to pick up your phone and get on Facebook or whatever. Um, and so you have to recognize that, you know, well, when do I get on, when do I get on social media? Well, first thing in the morning when I wake up, I just, first thing I do is I, I, I get on, okay, that's the cue. So waking up is the cue. <laughs> uh, and then there's the, the, the routine of getting on and then there's the reward of some sort of uh, dopamine hit, uh, because you read something, heard something, saw somebody post something or like your comment or whatever, your photo. Um, so let's say you need to break that. Well, here's what you have to do. You have to ask yourself this question. What am I really craving? What do I really want when I'm getting on a social media site? What's Because every single habit is, is dependent upon a craving. So if you go back to the coffee habit, um, I'm craving what the caffeine is going to do to my body. It's going to give me a jolt. Let's go back to the Bible reading prayer habit. I'm craving this desire to be close to God, to feel him, sense him, be aligned with him, have a clean conscience, whatever. I'm craving, craving that. So, so cravings are really what drive the habit loop. So if you want to break that social media habit, you got to ask yourself a really hard question. What am I really craving here? And then you have to ask another question. What other behavior would satisfy that craving other than, other than getting on social media? What else could I do to satisfy that craving? Let's say, for example, you're getting on social media because you enjoy uh, a sense of connection. Okay? That's really what you want. Is there another way that you can get that feeling or that desire for connection met? Can you call somebody? Can you go uh, have coffee with somebody? Can you um, call someone? Is there another way? And and so because you're really not desiring social media, what you're desiring is connection. You're trying to get get away from isolation. You're wanting to be around people, know people, talk to people. Okay, well, recognize that and then try to meet that craving in a different way. A different way. Charles Duhigg, um, in his book, he talks about 
um, he gives an example of um, this habit that he had. Around 3 o'clock every day, he would uh, leave his desk and he would go onto the 14th floor in his office building and he would get a cookie <laughs> It's actually, he actually made a little YouTube video on this. So if you, if you uh, searched uh, Charles Duhigg cookie story, you can listen to it. It's about three and a half minutes long. He tells the story. He goes up to the 14th floor uh, three o'clock every day to get a cookie. And because of this, he's gained eight pounds. And his wife is kind of getting on him like, hey, you know, getting a little chubby. <laughs> so he decides to do a little, uh, a little, research on this habit. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I going up to the 14th floor every day and, and, and uh, eating this cookie? And what he discovered as he, as he observed the habit loop, the cue, the behavior, and the reward, was that he really wasn't desiring the cookie. What he was really going up to the 14th floor was, the real, the real reason was because he was wanting to connect socially with some of his coworkers. Because what he would do is he would get the cookie, and then he would talk to his coworkers for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then he'd go back downstairs to his office. And so he recognized this by just observing the habit loop, the cue, the behavior, and the reward. And he decided, well, what I really want is social connection. And so he was able to get rid of the cookie habit uh, by just simply focusing on connecting with some of his coworkers in a different way. He actually said this in the video. He said, if you can diagnose your habit, you can change, you can change it in whichever way you want. So the key to changing a bad habit is really diagnosing the habit loop. Like where, where is this? What am I really craving here? And whether, what other routine or behavior can get me uh, that same reward, whatever it is that you're looking for, a dopamine hit or whatever. Um, and so a lot of people have chosen to uh, exercise to get that dopamine rush that they were getting in, in some negative ways. Uh, they start to get that dopamine rush uh, through uh, physical exercise. And so um, you can really change your bad habits and replace them with good ones if you understand what you're really craving. And what you really, what the reward is that you're really wanting. So, number one, understand the habit loop. Number two, number two, and this is what we're, this is all we'll cover today. We'll leave the other two for next month. Number two, make it difficult, make it hard on yourself to practice that bad habit. See, the problem with bad habits is that there's we've they're so easy. We've made it easy on ourselves to practice that bad habit. What do I what do I mean? Let's so let's say you have the bad habit of over drinking alcohol. Well, what do you have in your refrigerator? You have a case of beer? <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? If you've got a case of beer in your fridge or a cupboard, you know, a cabinet filled with bourbon, uh, you know, and, and it's three feet from the kitchen, you know, good luck. You know, you're not going to, you're making it too easy on yourself, right? If, if, if your problem is overeating bad food, which by the way, I love bad food. You know, uh, some of my staff members sort of make fun of me a little bit because I, I, I stay away from bad food m- most of the time. But I love it. I love Doritos. I love fried food. I love bad, juicy, fatty hamburgers. <laughs> it's not that I don't love bad food. It's just that um, it, I know it's going to harm me in the long run. Not one sitting, not 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 even two sittings, or or or. But it's just over. If that's a habit in my life, it's gonna it's gonna harm harm my body. So 
I'm going to make it difficult on myself to get the bad food out. Like if you have bad food in your cabinets and in, in the refrigerator and it's all over the place and you really want to stop eating, overeating bad food, like again, good luck. You've made it easy on yourself to go over to the refrigerator and get the ice cream or go over to the, you know, the cabinet and get, you know, a bunch of cookies. Um, I asked my wife a couple of years ago, I said to her, you know, could you just not buy cookies? You know, can you just, she said right back to me, you know, can you just not eat them? <laughs> and I, and she's right. I mean, self-discipline is the ability to not do what you know, you know, you shouldn't do. And, and, but <clears throat> I was asking her to make it hard or, you know, make it easier for me not to eat the cookies by not having cookies in the cabinet. Look, if there's no cookies in the cabinet, you're not going to eat them or, or you're less likely to eat them because you don't want to go to the store and, and get them. Make it hard. Cut up your credit cards. Make it hard on yourself to overspend. You get a problem with overspending. Make it difficult. Stop carrying credit cards. Dave Ramsey tells us to cut them up. Get rid of the alcohol out of your house. Take the TV out of your bedroom. Get rid of your smartphone. Ooh, there's a tough one. There's a hard one. People struggle with uh, all kinds of things on their smartphone. Well, then get rid of it. Go to a dumb phone. <laughs> one that you <clears throat> excuse me one that you can't get on the internet with one that you can't look at videos with get rid of it there's a passage in the bible that jesus talked about um he's speaking about um <clears throat> he's speaking about sexual purity and um in matthew chapter 5 and um he says some pretty harsh words. Matthew chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, he says, you know, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Because it's better to go into heaven, you know, with one eye than to go into hell with two. Oof, that's tough. And then he goes on and he says, if your right hand causes you to sin, chop it off. You know, it's better to go into heaven with one hand than go to hell with two. That's a tough passage. And you know, it's it's pretty obvious that Jesus is not actually saying to pluck your eye out and chop your hand off, because if that were the case, you know, none of us would have eyes or hands. <laughs> he's not saying that. He's What he's saying is make it really hard on yourself to, to sin. You know, do whatever it takes. Be radical. You know, I was, I was talking with a, a young guy the other day. And he was telling me, man, I, I just can't stop looking at pornography. It's just really, really tough. You know, uh, I've got a really bad habit. You know, how do I, how do I break this? You know, and we went through a couple of thoughts and I, but then I told him, I said, here's the deal. If you look at porn, you next month, you have to pay me a hundred dollars. And he looked at me and he was like, what? I don't have a hundred dollars. I said, exactly. But you're going to have to come up with a hundred dollars if you look at porn. <laughs> So we met this month, and um, he didn't pay me because he didn't look at porn because I made it hard. I made it. I, I raised the the standards, made it painful, and so that's another way that you can just make it difficult on yourself. You know, put yourself in a spot where it's really, really hard. A friend of mine named uh, Jesse Dale, good buddy of mine, uh, where we work together in a in a little uh, coaching group called the Noble Alliance. You can think you guys heard about that in a couple of episodes back. Jesse was telling me the other day about um, how when he goes on a cruise, you know, once or twice a year, 
he had this really bad habit of uh, ordering room service late at night. And so he would gain like 10 pounds on a cruise because every night they'd go back to the room, they'd get on the phone and they'd order room service and they'd order all this stuff, lots and lots of bad food. <laughs> and he said, now what he does when he goes on a cruise, he, he gets the phone out of the bedroom. He just unplugs it <laughs> so that when they're in bed and they're getting ready to go to sleep, they don't pick up the phone and order room service. And he said, Danny, you're not going to believe this. I, I, we just, I, I stay the same weight when I, when I come home from a cruise because we do not order room service because I don't want to get up out of bed to get the phone that I unplugged to order the room service. This stuff works. Make it difficult on yourself. Don't make it easy. Get the stuff out of your house. Get rid of that phone. Get all, get away from that person. Listen, listen some, some of you, you may need to get a different job because you're working in a job that you're around alcohol and you're, you're, you're around the wrong types of people and, you're, and, and you got these bad habits that are associated with all that stuff and you're like, man, I need to stop. Well, how about you, how about you get out of that environment? And I said, man, what am I supposed to do? I get a different job. Yes, yes, get a different job. Make it difficult on yourself to break your bad habit, to break your bad habit. Uh, make it easy to break the bad habit is what I'm saying. So what have I said today? Man, habits, they make or break us. You know, we first make our habits and then our habits make us. Habits are really indifferent. They, they can bless you or they can curse you. They are what they are. Um, and so we have to be super careful with the habits that we've created. Here, here's what I believe. Like you are where you are today and I am where I am today because of our habits, the things that we have done over 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, that, that those behaviors have brought us to the current state of, of, our, of our lives. The current condition of, if you're married, the current condition of your marriage, your finances, the current condition of your finances, the current condition of your career is a result of your habits. And we don't like to hear this, right? We, we like to look outside of ourselves for, for reasons why our life is the way it is. Well, I'm not saying there are, there are never outside circumstances that influence, but for the most part, it's our habits that have brought us to where we are today and they've created the person that we are today. And so we really have to work, work on our habits because they are, they are making us or breaking us. So that's all I have for you today. I want to hold off on the other two until next month. Hopefully this was encouraging to you. A couple of, couple of closing thoughts uh, I have for you today before we get out of here. If you'd like to catch up with me through the week, uh, you can do so on social media. Uh, I'm not that active, but I am on Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and Facebook. My assistant helps me with those. Um, you could also check out my blog at dannyanderson.net if you'd like to read. Some of the, the podcasts are on the blog in written form. Uh, if you're interested in coaching, you can also reach out to me uh, through my blog about coaching. And next, I wanted to talk to you really quick about an event coming up on November 15th. Uh, if you are a business leader, pastor, or if you have a team under you in any way, shape, or form, uh, my friend Sean Lovejoy is hosting an, a, an, a one-day event in Indianapolis. Um, 
and uh, you're not going to want to miss that. It's called Killer Teams event. He wrote a book called Killer Teams, and it's really going to be an event about you know how to how to uh, put together a team, lead a team, uh, the challenges of uh, navigating a team. My friend Rick Johnson, some of you may know him. He leads the uh, runs the three Chick Fil A's here in uh, Greenwood. He's going to be interviewed by Sean. Uh, Sean's going to interview me a little bit uh, for about 10 minutes at the event. And so uh, you can uh, check out the registration information there. It'll be in the show notes for you if you're interested in that. That's on November 15th. Uh, If you don't have a home church, uh, check out eclife.org. We'd love to invite you. Um, I like our church. I think you'd like it. It's, uh, I think it'll be a blessing to you, so check that out as well. Hey, I hope this podcast has brought some value to you. Uh, if it has, um, you know, tell somebody about it. Um, do all those fun things people do on, on social media when they like something. I don't know. Tag it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Repost it. I don't know how to do that either, but that's what people say. So, hey, if you like this, uh, let people know about it. Hey, God bless you guys. We'll see you next month.